evolution there too. Yes, yes. Mm. Well, let's talk about your education and training role because mm. you've trained hundreds of surf Thousands, probably. Yeah. I have no idea. Somebody asked me that about two years ago. How many people have you trained? And I said, well... Where do we start? <laughs> well, it was the age range that mm. from 12-year-old children to people in their 60s. Oh, it's even more now. It's probably people in their 80s, yeah. So are the techniques yeah. different? Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is the our techniques have changed, have evolved. Um, since I started training, well, since I did my bronze back in 1980 and even before that in 1971 when I did my advanced resus, the resus component has changed significantly to fall in line with international um, the um, Australian Resuscitation Council and the International Resuscitation Councils where we all now do the same standard two breaths and 30 compressions as opposed to we were one to five if you were doing it with two people and one to 15 if you're doing it on your own two to 15, two breaths and 15 if you're doing it on your own so there's all those other things you had to learn whereas now it's just two and, 50, two and 30, two and 30 bang, you're away. So no matter where you are in the world, it's exactly, it's all the same now. So finally, it's all standardised. Um, treatment for injuries um, has changed as well. Evolution of um, treatments and management of all sorts of injuries has changed, and that also falls in line with first aid. Um, rescue skills, we've changed, they've changed a bit. A rear line and belt is no longer used as a rescue tool. However, I have seen it uh, years ago now, but... I had seen the, rest, the rear line and belt used for, believe it or not, rescuing a surf boat where the surf boat had gotten to strife and the surf was so huge they couldn't get it in. And they swam out with a, rear, with a line to tie it so they could haul it in. So, you know, rescuing a surf boat, how interesting. Yes. But, you know, and the, the skills around but what we learned is still being taught um, in different, different areas, like... The actual skill of uh, retrieving a patient, whether you're on a rescue tube, which is sort of similar to the belt, but you actually swim yourself in instead of being hauled in. Um, the board skills have pretty much stayed the same. The boards have evolved. They're much lighter and a much more um, an easier craft to paddle. Um, and now also we have the other, uh, te- uh, other equipment, such as the inflatable rescue boats, or the IRBs as they're known, which are the little orange... Buzz, buzz boxes you see buzzing around, which are probably our most effective uh, rescue tool because it's uh, the speed you can get to a patient with those and you need two people to crew them as opposed to a real line and belt, you need five or six. And from there, then there's also the, the jet skis, which now are one person operated with a mat on the back or a, or a plane on the back. And then you've also we've also got the Westpac Lifesaver helicopters around the country too. So, so. Would, the, would a club like would also have a professional development session where you upgraded your skills yes every year Mm. every year we have what we call a proficiency every surf lifesaver in australia is required to become proficient every year before they go on patrol or by a certain date so they are then qualified for the season that also qualifies them to allow them to compete because if they're not proficient they're not doing patrols if they're not doing patrols they're not allowed to compete so there's a reasoning around it. Um, I've been a proficiency coordinator at Cottesloe on and off for the last six years since I've been back. I did last year. 250-odd people each season and some of them up to four awards each. So it's a 